Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stevenson, and today I talk to Narveen Kerr, who's a physiotherapist at Trez Health in London. She looks after Jay Harlem, who's a great British show jumper, and Narveen specialises in musculoskeletal and sporting injuries. Narveen gives us some great advice on how to prevent any injuries and what we should expect if we go and see a physiotherapist. The core area to focus on is between your hips, so you think about through your groin area, up towards your belly button, and that's the area that you're targeting. This is Horse Hour. I'd like to introduce you to Narveen Kerr. She's from Trace Health and she is a muscular skeletal physiotherapist. Did I say that right, Narveen? Musculoskeletal. Musculoskeletal. What, what exactly is that? Uh, it just means that we specialize, you know, in, in mus- anything to do with the musculature, to do with the bones. But there's so much more than that that we do as well. You know, if it's ligaments, any kind of tissue in the body, really. Oh, because a, a physiotherapist does does cover quite a wide area, doesn't it? A, a, a range of issues. It, it does, because there's actually there's different types of physiotherapy. So there might be physiotherapy um, specialising in neurological conditions or um, cardiopulmonary conditions. So what that means is, you know, people um, having trouble with their heart and lungs or people having trouble uh, if they've had a spinal cord injury or brain injury. So that's why we say musculoskeletal. So would you deal with then anything that any muscle that's within the body from the head to the toe yep yep have to have to learn all of them (laughs) bless you very complicated world (laughs) and now originally you from sydney because you went to university there that's correct yeah born and bred in australia yep what on earth would make you move over to the uk (laughs) i mean we love the uk don't get me wrong but that you know it rains all the time it's cold it's wet it's muddy no no i look past all of that it's so much fun (laughs) here in england and i i just i love traveling through england and europe and it's, Australia is awesome, but it's just so far from a lot of the rest of the world. And I guess we are we are very high on the on the top of the list for amazing sporting athletes in different disciplines. So does that help? Yes, Did that help definitely. with your move? Yeah, definitely a hundred percent. It's it's really and especially at this clinic, I've I've met a lot of really interesting athletes, and um, you know that's just something that I might not have had an opportunity to to have before. Yeah, well, Trez Health is in the centre of London and is one of the top overall health clinics in the UK. It is They are literally at the top of their game. So you've got to be really experienced to be working there. Thank you. Yeah, we, we like to think of ourselves as being quite holistic because it, one of the things I really like about working here is that, you know, we've got personal trainers, nutritionists, a Pilates teacher. There's just so much that we can work with. So as a physio, it's it's really nice to be able to 
work with these different disciplines and treat patients in such a holistic way I, I really do love that because yeah, I guess you you all work together in a way you're, you're specialists in your own field but at the same time the overall health and well-being of the customer is what's important and so I guess you work together for that as well yeah definitely 100% we um we often have meetings we have weekly meetings where we all get together and feed across information if there's anything important that you know if, say if someone's hurt themselves doing training or they've got a particular injury they want us to concentrate on or if we need to feed something through to the nurses or through to the nutritionists, it's really helpful mm-hmm. working in such a, you know, such a close-knit environment. So we're going to talk about physiotherapy today because that's your speciality. What, uh, what made you yeah. passionate about physiotherapy and particular sporting injuries to start with? Um, I always grew up in Australia playing quite a lot of sport and uh, I always had a bit of an interest in health. So I it just seemed like a perfect match for me. So I was quite passionate about it. I went straight into physio after school and um, and I've never looked back. I, I really do love it. As, while I was working in Australia, I was able to work with a few football teams. I also got a little... That was where I first got my taste of working with uh, riders as well. Mm. Uh, I was working in a clinic on the outskirts of Sydney and there were quite a few horse riders there and I've just enjoyed really building on that. I think sometimes at our our level, which is amateur level, we do have some professionals that are listeners of Horse Hour. Um, They probably already have the physios, but for the normal everyday person, we kind of overlook physiotherapy when really it can be really beneficial to our riding ability and it can enhance our riding. But currently you treat Jay Hallam, but happy hackers can benefit too. So what would you say the main benefits of physiotherapy are? So I would say the best thing is that say if someone comes in for a physiotherapy treatment, it's not just treatment. Firstly, the most important part is assessing everyone. So we assess everyone individually because obviously everyone's different and mm. that's where, you know, ranging from amateurs to professionals, everyone's got something different going on. And what we do is we really kind of hone in because sometimes where you're feeling the pain might not even be what's the initial cause of the problem it might just be a symptom and if you just keep treating the symptoms you might not get better so for example if people have you know they've been like oh I've got tightness in my neck and often that can be due to not having enough strength in your core or in your stomach and your lower back to support what's happening up top and so that's why we have to analyze everything and then once we've think we've figured it out we've um, we then do treatment and you know set you up with a rehabilitation program or exercises for you to go ahead with and most people they go away pretty happy with that and if you know all things go well then we shouldn't have to see you (laughs) so the idea is that you get customers and then you never see them again (laughs) the the idea is that hopefully they're able to maintain things that you know (laughs) things happen (laughs) but it is it is an ongoing you know that you might treat one particular injury but then ongoing we're always using the muscles within our body aren't we and we're always having different strains depending on our balance which sides of the body might need a little bit more help one month compared to the next month um personally i suffer with lower back soreness all the time it's always aching and also Mm. my top shoulders and i uh, my top right shoulder and i know that's because of i'm overusing my right arm more than my left so I'm actually probably yeah. hanging on too much with the right side of my shoulder and I hold a lot of stress up there as well. So what would you say are the most common injuries, equestrian injuries that you see? Uh, I think like you said straight off the bat that the lower back pain is one of the major injuries um, because really for equestrians 
a lot of the time you're you know in a flexed position you're leaning forwards and you really need to use your core a lot to try and stabilize yourself in the saddle and to sustain a posture for a long amount of time mm-hmm. and if you don't necessarily have that core strength and stability there that can be really hard work on your body and that's when you can end up you know trying to compensate and cheat using other parts of your body and then you start feeling pulls in other places um, so yeah, I would say lower back, like you said, um, shoulders and around the neck as well from pulling on the reins and trying to hold yourself through your arms and through that posture, especially for necks coming forwards. That's another big one. And then of course the other main one is uh, injuries from falls. And um, but again, if we can, uh, the, the main thing that I would emphasize is to really work on strengthening up your core because that really helps to prevent a lot of these issues. You know what, Naveen, we hear this a lot and I know we ignore it. <laughs> a lot of people are saying, you know, you've got to work on your core. Your core strength is so important. And it's so easy, I think, because it, we, we never focus on ourselves. We focus on the horses so much and we want the best things mm. for them, the best rugs, the best vets, the best physiotherapists. We'll get a physiotherapist for our <laughs> horse, but we won't get one for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's crazy. (laughs) Are there ways then that we can prevent, you know, common injuries before they happen so that hopefully we'll be able to look after ourselves a little bit better so we don't let it get so bad that then we're phoning you going, oh my gosh, please help, I'm in agony. Yeah, definitely. I would say one of the biggest things, especially for questions, is when, because you're sitting forwards, people get really tight through the front of their hips and really tight all through, through their legs as well. And so the biggest thing I would say is to to really work on stretching out these muscles and to really maintain your posture and even if it's just during the day you know if you're at work or sitting on the bus or the train really focus on trying to always sit up straight and if you catch yourself slouching remind yourself to try and sit up tall because really if you can maintain a good posture on the horse it's you know prevention is key and the other main thing I would say is if you do start feeling a little niggle come on, it's important to not let not leave it too long. You know, if we can catch things early on, you can get it better so much more quickly than if you let it carry on for mm. several months and it might take several months longer to treat. I feel like there's a camera in the room and you're watching me because you just made me sit up straight. <laughs> <laughs> I was slouching down. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly it's like, oh, okay, let's sit up. Um, isn't there a little <laughs> trick? I, I heard once this could be a myth that if you put some sticky tape from one shoulder blade to the other it helps remind you to sit up because if you slouch then it stretches and, and it pulls the shoulders and it just reminds you then to pull your shoulders back yeah that is true one of um we do we do use taping a lot actually even on the lower back and um and up top to remind people to help them with the posture and if you're really struggling, that can be a really good trick to help out. But but eventually, you don't want the muscles to get lazy and rely on the tape. So that's why you know you got to. But it, but it does help you to get into that habit of reminding yourself. Yeah. I always was always worried that physiotherapy would hurt, um, because you're going so deep into the muscles. But actually, I had it done a while ago. It was well, actually, it was about a year ago. And again, I'm I have to admit, I'm one of those awful people that went and and had physiotherapy. Completely loved. It. it was such a relief um and then didn't go back I, I went three times and then life took over and I, I should go back and have it done again continuously because now I'm suffering mm. when the actually it was fixed originally and now those issues have come back because I probably haven't changed my posture so I should go mm. back but when I had it done it was it, I'm quite an anxious person 
uh, like everyone knows I'm completely insanely anxious about everything um <laughs> a bit of a warrior and uh, and I was really scared it was gonna hurt but I got a massive relief for it and I felt really sleepy afterwards why is that yeah so I think that's quite common a lot of people I think they come they come into physiotherapy with some assumptions or things that they've heard from other people or you know you always hear no pain no gain that kind of thing mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people walk away you know quite surprised and with a different idea of of what it is and the main thing is is that everybody reacts differently and that's why it's really important you know in the initial assessment that we're never too rough and we try to try to really hone in on what's going on with each individual person and yeah for some often some things can feel a little bit tender when you press on them but often that's a symptom of that there's tightness and we really need to try and work into that but it's never meant to be too uncomfortable and um, yeah you know some people can feel a little bit of pain but really um, manual therapy generally does promote it works on the same centers of the body that helps with relaxation and healing and repair and and it, and it all comes together well I had acupuncture at the same time it was the first time I've ever had that yeah and the thought of having needles in my back I was like are you kidding <laughs> I, I said to the physio no way you can't do that and he's like no no no, it will, it will help you relax and and actually yeah. it didn't hurt at all I, I hardly felt the yeah. needles at all I went into this really a bizarre very relaxed and I call it bizarre because I've never been that relaxed in my life kind of like state of mind where I was completely chilled and then that night I had the best sleep I've ever had yeah <laughs> yeah I, I love seeing people's reactions after they have acupuncture as well it's it really is such a great tool we use it as part of our physiotherapy practice here as well and most people are so surprised I, I for some people if they find massage too intense or too painful it can actually be a great tool because it helps to relax the muscles and relax the body without being painful and how it works is that basically it, it has a few of main effects one of them is that it helps to kind of stimulate blood flow to the area and that helps to relax the muscle tissue but it also stimulates your body's natural pain relieving chemicals and stimulate the parts of your body that promote healing and repair and help to reduce anxiety, stress and it really and to improve sleep as well. So we really have good outcomes because often if you're not sleeping well or if you're anxious and stressed you're naturally going to feel more tense and stiff and physically then that's not great for treatment so it, it really is helpful. Well I guess you need the body to be relaxed to, to be able to work on the muscles properly. Yes, definitely, it helps. <laughs> oh, well, it's brilliant. Um, I'm, I'm a massive fan, even though I hate needles. I thought, well, it, you know, it worked. I, I had the best night's sleep ever. And if I could have somebody to come around and give me acupuncture every day to help me sleep, then, then I definitely would. Are they different? Yeah, te- most, pe- most people are converted. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> are there different techniques that you use for different injuries? I'm not asking for your yeah, secrets that... here, Narveen. I don't want you to tell me the ins and outs of what you do. But, um, but yeah, if there, you know, are there, are there a few, are there a couple of examples that you could give us just so that if you do have an injury, we can know what mm. to expect if we were to come and see you? Yeah, definitely. So there's, there's a variety of different, I mean, there's, there's so many different injuries and there's so many different things in the body, right? Like I mentioned mm. before, there's muscles, ligaments, you know, there can be joint issues. So sometimes if you're feeling stiffness or pain, the, there can be a variety of things that are causing that. So, for example, if it's right in the muscle, then we might do look at doing some massage or some different uh, stretching techniques and different manual therapy techniques to try and really release this out. Um, whereas if it's more in the joint, we might have to look at 
stretching out the joint a little bit more and and moving that around and mobilizing it and you know maybe using some exercises and a combination of taping and strengthening exercises and balance exercises and core stability work to it all really comes together and it, it really depends on on what's causing the problem so i guess then the treatment the length of treatment would vary depend on obviously the the injury that you had but for common injuries or for common aches and pains what's the length of time treatments should take before you start to see them work it really does vary because for example if you have a a mild muscle pull or mild muscle strain that might resolve within maybe about three weeks but if it's a bit if it's a bit worse than that um, if it's a moderate strain it might be four to six weeks however muscles generally have pretty good blood supply and it depends really on what's causing the problem if it's a ligament or if there's a cartilage injury or if there's an injury to the bone it really can vary so much so Mm. it's it's quite hard to say but usually we tend when people come in we we're able to analyze it and figure it out and give people a rough idea after the initial assessment as to how long we think it might take oh that's good i think the other thing is we used to look at massage as a luxury so you'd go to the spa Mm. and you'd have a massage and it was if you had a bit of extra 50 pounds you'd go and treat yourself but actually physiotherapy and the techniques that you use in physiotherapy is scientific it's science-based it's not a luxury it's a necessity and now we're seeing it as a necessity yeah definitely it's it's there's a lot of technique and training that goes behind it and there's so many different kinds of massage and manual therapy techniques as well that we use you know for example it can it can If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
vary if we're trying to get rid of swelling or fluid. If, if, if there's inflammation that's causing the problem, then it's a different style of massage. If, if you're having a, a tendonitis, and often that can be because there's a lot of tension in the middle of the muscle, and so we really have to work on releasing that to make it more elastic so that it doesn't pull so much. Or there's, if you really have a knot, there's a muscle knots that everyone talks about, there's different styles of massage again for that. Um, so that's why we talk, like to talk about it as, you know, manual therapy and because there's so many different tools and techniques and uh, styles that we can use to try and release the muscle tension and that really is quite important. It's tough for, for us as riders every day, you know, we're working every day, we might compete at the mm. weekends, we don't get time to go to the gym, we class the riding as our exercise and lugging, you know, five litre water buckets across five acres of field, that's like, that's our, our exercise. And so because we're time limited, we probably don't stretch. Um, you know, we get told we've got to stretch before we ride, we stretch after we ride. But the truth is, we, we probably don't do enough of that. So what are your top three most important things we need to do to help stop us from injuring ourselves or help prevent it? I think the first thing is really what you did just mention, unfortunately. I know, I know everyone drills <laughs> it in, but it really is so important to, to try and stretch. You know what, I'd say almost it's I can't even emphasize how important it is, especially for equestrians, because you're always in the same position for such a long time mm. that the muscles really get used to being in a shortened position. And so that's why it's really important. It, does, it doesn't have to be straight away before and after. Try and work it into your day, the, you know, to try and if you're brushing your teeth, maybe you can do a calf stretch at the same time. Or if you're waiting at the bus stop, you know, maybe you can just do a gentle neck stretch, that kind of thing. It's obviously most effective right before and after, but mm. try and work it into your day just to help it maintain with your mobility. And the second thing I'd say is to really try and work on, on posture as well. I know I mentioned that before, but like I said, prevention is key. And if you can try to make sure that you don't slouch or or hunch forwards when you're on the horse and even at your work desk, it, it translates across. If you can be if you can maintain your posture and make it create a good habit during the day, it'll really help you so much with your riding as well. Because thirdly, <laughs> the, the best thing I'd say, if you can take away one thing from today, to really focus on strengthening your core stability. And that will help you with your posture and with your riding as well. What that means is to try and strengthen up all the deeper muscles throughout your stomach and around your pelvis. And especially for riders, it helps you to then sit comfortably and to have that balance with the horse to sit comfortably in the saddle. And it reduces, you know, you moving around as much, going up and down side to side, the other tension that you have to put through your legs and through your arms. And if you have any questions about how to strengthen your core, I've, I've personally found Pilates has worked really well for me. Oh, really? If people want a cust yeah, if people want a customized, um, and we do offer that here at the clinic as well, but we do offer um, customized exercises as part of physiotherapy. So your physiotherapist can really, you know, assess for you and see where you might need the most work. Some people, they might already be quite strong in their, you know, in their glute, in their buttock muscles, but they need a bit more work in the stomach and vice versa. And, <laughs> we need both. Know, <laughs> yeah, both are really important and um, you need them to work together. 
especially for riders, I see a lot of them because they get so tight through through the legs. They almost end up in kind of a, I don't want I don't want to call it a duck waddle, but a bit of a kind of cowboy <laughs> bow legged posture. And yeah. and you can see that when you're walking. And often that comes from a poor core. So if you're listening right now and you feel like that sounds like you, then you might want to have us look into doing some core stability work. The interesting thing is that to strengthen your core inside doesn't necessarily mean you have to be really skinny. It's not about losing fat, is it? It's about the muscles inside being strong. Yeah, definitely. So so what it is is that you have throughout the body, you have different layers of muscles and often people do, you know, lots of sit-ups to work on their six-pack, but actually that's the layer right on top. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that's, that, that that's bad to do, but I'm just saying that it's important that you really get the deep muscles strong because they're the ones that are really supporting your skeleton and that are holding you up, that make you stand up nice and tall and sit up nice and tall. So when you're having, if you feel like you're starching a lot or you're get, always getting repetitive back pains or neck pains, often... I'd say that it's because you need to, you might have a weak core and you need to do some work on that. The core area to focus on, it's mainly between your hips, so you think about through your groin area, up towards your belly button. And that section there, that's the area that you're targeting. How would you do that? Because that's one of our most sensitive areas, isn't it? For a woman, um, Mm. it is the most sensitive area. So how, how can you strengthen that core yeah so it it can tie together with pelvic floor strengthening but it also ties together with there's so many different ways about getting that connection to the between the brain and those muscles so you might think for me I like to think about it as if I'm wearing uh, as if I'm wearing a tight pair of jeans or a belt and I'm trying to kind of brace and tense up through that area and just gently draw that in the area just below the belly button between the hips and using my breathing to help with that like I said, it can be quite complicated and I've seen a lot of people who might think that they're doing it all right, but then they they struggle to get the concept. So even if you think that you've been really working on your stomach and your core, but you might still be having little niggles repetitively or other problems that you notice with your writing or technique or posture, you you might not be activating the right muscles and that's where you may, where you might need a little bit more advice and that's where we come in to help. Um, that we work uh, to try and really help riders with that and to focus in on, you know, muscles that they need specifically for for optimising the way that they sit on the horse and to help them with their riding as well. Yeah, that sounds brilliant. Because the other, the, the, I've heard of the ball, you know, the big ball that you can use, the big, like, blow-up ball. Mm. You can use yeah. that to help strengthen your core. But honestly, after talking to you now, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I've been doing it all wrong because there is no way I've been strengthening the area that you're talking about. I've been strengthening my stomach um, mm. because clearly I don't have a clue what I'm doing. <laughs> but, you I mean, know... Don't get me wrong, it, it is... It is part of the stomach, but there's a lot more to it. There's um, there's different areas that you want to be targeting. And and like I said, that's why everyone varies, you know. If, for example, you mentioned on the balls, the balls are a really great tool. But if you're, I've seen people sitting at the computer and they sit on a ball because they think, you know, it's helping with the core. And it really is if you're sitting in the correct position. But if you start to slouch after a while or to shift to one side without realizing it, you might even be doing a bit more damage. So that's where it's really important to get assessed and just to, you know, just to have someone refine your technique for you. And the other thing I just want to add is that a lot of people don't realize that they have an imbalance between the different sides of their body. And that's a really important thing to have assessed as well. 
especially if you notice, oh, I always have problems on the right side or I always get tight all through, you know, one side of my body, then there might be a reason for that as well that's worth looking into. Well, the, the amazing thing about horses is that they show so much of what's going on within ourselves. So if your horse mm. is leaning on the right side a lot more than on the left, then it could be because you're you're leaning more so we could um we could be blaming our horse for not riding properly Mm. you know our horse has these problems it goes right more than it goes left it leans on one rein but actually it's our balance on ourselves and the way that we're using our body that isn't supporting the horse in the right way to make them them lean yeah that's exactly right yeah I've seen people where they've they they look like they're almost you know shifting around always to the one side in their saddle or they keep pulling more on one side and what you can see when they stand up and you can when we assess them is that they're always so tight on one side of the body that they really need to strengthen up the other side to to compensate and to do some work as well. Mm. I had I had one lady last week where she was shocked I got her to do some work and and she's just run the marathon mind you and she we basically discovered that she's on her right leg, her her glutes, her buttock muscles, her her leg muscles, they're all working. And on the left leg, it's almost like they're, they're not showing up. <laughs> she, she could barely lift her leg. Yeah. Wow. It's incredible once you start isolating them. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So it, especially if you see the, yeah, the leaning and that happening with the horse, it's worthwhile looking into. I feel like we need a full MOT. <laughs> <laughs> to come in yeah, and say right I'm not, we're not, we know we're unbalanced Narveen <laughs> fix us please sort <laughs> us out and one of one of your specialities no anytime <laughs> bless you one of your specialities <laughs> is 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 it myofascial work myofascial myofascial yeah. what could you explain what is that what it means is so basically myo means muscle and fascia it's like there's a there's a small kind of casing over all of the muscles so almost if you picture like a sausage with kind of the thin casing on the outside mm-hmm. it's a bit like that um and there's a what they're discovering is that people especially hypermobile people so some people that have excessive movement in the joints and and if you're listening to this and you think that sounds like you then <laughs> then listen up because Myofascial work, what it basically means is often we found people where they've tried to tighten up through this fascia, through this structure that overlays the muscles, and that's where they're trying to get the stability from. So especially for people who are really tight, you know, on the outside of the legs or they feel it pulling in strange places, uh, we assess that and basically try to reduce the tension on the fascia and um, and it's so connected all the way throughout the body and uh, people are always amazed when we you know we do some work on on the foot and it just frees them up all the way through because that fascia is just pulled so tightly all the way through the body because that's where they're trying to get their stability and strength from so i know i know i've uh, keep mentioning this but that's why it really does come mm. down to core stability yeah I guess well, it was obviously the first thing, the main thing that we need to be concentrating on then is our core stability. Um, the fascia, mm. I, I'm, I'm fascinated with that because I was talking to a lady the other day, uh, Joe, who works on the fascia of the horse. And like mm. you said, with yeah. your foot, you can affect your foot or something in your foot could actually be a problem further up your hip. body yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. and that's what she yeah. was saying about the horse is that something in the horse's bum maybe or at the back end could actually be caused yeah. by something going on the front it's it's really fascinating very very complicated this whole fascia world but um but <laughs> fascinating 
It is, but it is, but it's so cool once you start to see the results and you start to work on it, you go, oh my God, yeah, that's that's what's been happening this whole time. Yeah. Mm. And for women that have just had a baby then, or maybe had a baby six months mm. ago, I guess their, their, their core muscle and their strength is probably very, very weak. Mm. Um, is there anything we could be doing throughout pregnancy that could help keep us a little bit stronger for when we've had the baby, we're not completely you know, completely weak? Yeah, there's quite a few things. And I can say, for example, my sister's just had a, had a cesarean and um, so she's working on her on her core really hard at the moment to try and mm-hmm. get on top of that um, because it really is so important. Uh, because firstly, for example, with a cesarean, there's scar tissue that develops and so you really have to kind of work on making sure that that doesn't tighten things up too much and that it doesn't then in turn affect your lower back where that's trying to compensate. Um, throughout pregnancy, uh, the main things that we try to work on are to trying to maintain the strength in your glute muscles mm-hmm. to make sure that they're you know, supporting your pelvis as much as you can because all the hormones, they relax all the ligaments and the pelvis becomes quite unstable as it's expanding to try and support the weight of the baby so and make space for it. So mm-hmm. it's really important that you have the pelvic muscles and the pelvic floor really working at its optimum to try and support support all of this and actually our uh, another thing that we found has worked quite well is um, massage and acupuncture to release the tension throughout you know the glutes as well and that's quite safe to do and when I say glutes that's the buttock muscles yeah Yeah, that's brilliant because when you're pregnant there's so much you're not allowed to do you're not allowed to have certain chemicals you're not allowed to eat certain food so it's great to know that there are relaxing treatments that you can have like acupuncture that will help because I think many mums yeah. think feel that they're just like left out on their own going, well, I'm here with this baby growing inside me, but I'm not allowed any help. <laughs> I can't even take a paracetamol. Yeah, no. I know, yeah. And it's it's it really is hard work on the stomach. So that's why if you can really keep everything else working throughout the body um, at its at its best, it'll mm. really help you so much um, throughout the pregnancy and, and after you have the baby as well. And if you think that you might be having kids in the next few years, the other thing that we really recommend is maybe coming in to have an assessment and so we can have a look at your back and have a look at maybe where you might need to work on getting a bit stronger so that you can be at your best, you know, before you do have to start going through pregnancy. That's an amazing idea. So almost preparing your body for pregnancy. Exactly, yeah. Wow, I love that, Narveen. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, because I know that I'm going to have to have kids at some point. (laughs) And to be honest, it scares the life out of me. I've had thinking (laughs) about But yeah, preparation is key. (laughs) Thank you so much. Those are brilliant tips, Narveen. Um, You know, really, really good. I need to get on and strengthen my core. So Narveen, if we'd like to know any more information or we'd like to contact you, maybe we need a bit of advice, we'd like to have a consultation. How do we get in touch with you? Sure. So you can go to treshealth.com, T-R-E-S. Uh, or you can give us a call on zero two zero seven six double two double two five two. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Trez Chelsea. Ah, oh, nice. You're based in Chelsea. Just on, um, yeah, just by the Chelsea Bridge. Oh, just lovely. on the Battersea side, but it's, yeah, it's a, it's a great spot by right next to Battersea Park, right on the river. Amazing. It's, um, it's lovely, yeah. Oh, Narveen, <laughs> thank you so much for your help. We're really, really grateful. That's okay. Um, anytime. Thanks. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. 
Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for subscribing to Acast Plus. I've got loads of exclusive episodes coming up just for you and you get to hear the interviews before everybody else. You can hear Heather Bennett, the great British paradressage rider, Jock Paget, Gemma Tattersall. Have you heard Backstage at Badminton? I went backstage and spoke to Mark Todd, Izzy Taylor, Beanie Sturgis. There's literally so much coming up. I'm really, really excited. So thank you for subscribing and uh, don't forget you can contact Contact me on Twitter. I'm at Amy Stevenson. One Horse Hour is at Horse Hour. I'll speak to you soon. You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter Mondays 8 p.m. UK time, 3 p.m. Eastern by using the hashtag Horse Hour. Follow Amy at Amy Stevenson One and go to HorseHour.org for more equestrian advice and information. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.